Hello. Steven. Yes. Steven. Steven, Steven, Steven. It has been a historic week in the world of video games. Yes. Historic, Steven. Oh, hold on. I'm going to flip my hat. <laughs> Sorry, the text was bothering me. It has been a... Is it historic or historic? No, it's historic. Uh, <laughs> what? Sorry, Steven. <laughs> I watch a lot of British comedy stuff. They say things weird. Historic week. And no, I'm not talking about Horizon Forbidden West getting a new trailer showcasing the villains in the story. Which was beautiful. And no, I'm glad that Varl is back because he's a very attractive man. And no, I'm not talking about Yu-Gi-Oh! Master Duel launching on Android, Xbox, PlayStation 4 and 5 and the Nintendo Switch for free for those to play. Which we should Which be talking about and we'll probably talk about that in the next episode. <laughs> Steven, you sent me a text roughly about 8 a.m. Tuesday morning. I was at work. I was grumpy. I'd only had two cups of coffee at the time. And in this text, I see that fucking Microsoft has started a deal to acquire Activision Blizzard. Steven, there's a lot to unpack there. All right. Yep. The biggest thing that doesn't need much talked about because we all know why is that Candy Crush is now an Xbox game. Okay. Candy yep. Crush is now an Xbox game. That's big fucking news, Steven. That's the biggest game, I think, in the acquisition. Um, it, it certainly is. Actually, it probably has the biggest player base, to be mm -hmm, honest. Mm -hmm. it's, it's unquestionable. <laughs> Steve, we're going to unpack all this, this historic moment. Well, uh, episode. Sorry, go ahead and finish. <laughs> you interrupt me again, Stephen. I'm gonna come hurt you. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm gonna I'm find sorry. you. I'm not even have to find you. I know where you are. I will come hurt you, and then come back here and continue the stream. You understand? And I will make you go through it the whole way. Was, like, there's no break. I was just gonna say that that before no we get break, into Steven. our discussion, I think we need to do like sort of a timeline of events because there have been like little developments over the past like couple days that That's I think three. are are important. That's three, three days. Sorry. That is the third days time. all blur. Steven? <laughs> Go on, continue. This is Dual Senses, a PlayStation podcast where we give you our two cents on all things PlayStation. My name is Alex Wolf, joined here with the one, the only, the interrupting Steven Morrow. You can join the show each and every week at 9 or 9.30 Eastern PM on Twitch, on YouTube. You can follow the show at TweetMTF on Twitter. You can support the show by going to mtfproductions.com forward slash donate, where you can donate as little as a dollar to help the show grow so I can find ways to cut Steven and turn him into a robot so he can no longer interrupt me in the opening when I have told him numerous times I have a fucking great opener ready to go. <laughs> Only for you. I'm sorry. Son of a bitch. That's a lot. Your mother's a great woman. Anywho. <laughs> Steven, Microsoft is acquiring Activision Blizzard, Activision Blizzard King, whatever you want to call them, for $68.7 billion. This is historic for a number of reasons. One, probably the one being this dollar amount and the, and the size of this acquisition is up there outside of video. It's by far the largest video game historic, like video game industry acquisition. But it's up there with like the size of Disney buying Fox, with Disney buying Marvel and, and Disney buying Star Wars. This is bigger than like, for comparison, Microsoft spent $12.7 billion purchasing ZeniMax in 20... Was that 2021 or was that 2020? I can't remember, but they, that's when it happened. That's fucking huge, okay? This has caused all sorts of madness and chaos throughout like the industry. <laughs> like Everyone's talking about it. Like It's Friday. This happened Tuesday, and we're still talking about it. Buildings are on fire. Uh, There's riots just, in the street. It, it's wild, man. I mean, the fucking mortgage industry is still on fire, and this is taking up more conversation, okay? Like, this is crazy. I mean, granted, this duel is not get not duel. This deal, see, I got you <laughs> you you. <laughs> This deal is not scheduled to close until June of 2023. Mm -hmm. All right, there's because of the size of the deal, and and one game in particular 
regulators are expecting a lot of legal scrutiny because they're, you know, you got to make sure this isn't like a monopoly because this is a big fucking deal. So let, let's just kind of get into the potatoes. We'll, we'll get, we'll get the facts down and then we'll just unpack our opinions. What do you say? Yeah, let's do it. All right. So this adds a total of 11 new studios to Xbox's portfolio. This includes Blizzard Entertainment, its creators of Diablo, Overwatch, and World of Warcraft, Beanox Studios, they're the guys that created Spider-Man Shattered Dimensions, Digital Legends, uh, most notable thing they put out is the Responables, um, and this is, they were actually recently acquired by Activision Blizzard last October. They've typically just, you know, muddled around in the mobile game space. High Moon Studios, they developed the critically acclaimed uh, Transformers War for Cybertron and Fall of Cybertron games. Uh, Infinity Ward for the Call of Duty Modern Warfare franchise. King, Candy Crush, Radical Entertainment, creators of The Simpsons Hit and Run and Prototype. Raven Software, assisted in numerous Call of Duty multiplayer, multiplayer game developments and the Marvel Ultimate Alliance games uh, for 1 and 2. Sledgehammer Games was Call of Duty World War II, Toys for Bob. Developing games such as Skylanders, the recent Cash Bandicoot games, and Spyro. Uh, Treyarch, again with Call of Duty Black Ops. It, like the, the list goes on and on and on. So just to give you an idea. Now, these the question is, now, and we go further down in this timeline of things. Not long after, Sony's stock drops $20 billion. It's 13% according to Bloomberg. This is the largest drop in Sony history since 2008. Now, big question that came about this entire thing, Stephen, was how is Sony going to respond? And they did. Oh, hold on, hold on. What? Sorry, are you back? Yes. Okay, it started for a little bit. Uh, you were like the big thing and then it stopped. <laughs> okay, okay. So the big thing about this is that Sony did respond. Okay, Sony put out a response, uh, I believe it was earlier today, if not yesterday, as to how this affects them. So far, all they've commented is that they expect active Xbox to honor any contractual obligations on any ongoing franchises that are still due. So, again, keep in mind, this deal is not set to finalize if it gets approved until next summer. If not, or I believe next spring, but I think the latest is June 2023. So... In between that time, we're not going to see any massive changes. We may see a lot more Activision games kind of hit Game Pass just preemptively, right? It's not a bad thing. That's totally fine. It's not unexpected for big franchises to get added to Game Pass. But, uh, oh shit, where was I going with this? Hold on. Well, so PlayStation put out the tweet. They were saying, we expect you guys to uh, still follow through with the previous agreements. Yes. Um, Microsoft responded. Mm -hmm. And they uh, basically said some marketing fluff. They're like, oh, we believe PlayStation is important to the industry. We're still going to stick with our uh, the same agreements, you know, uh, which is fine, whatever. Uh, the deal is still, you know, there's, there's, there's going to be a lot, I guess. Yeah, we're in um, early stages here. Nothing's, yeah. nothing's set in stone. What I think is kind of interesting, though, is um, this comes hot in the heels after the uh, the controversy with what's his name, Copic, Codic, uh, and all of that, um, and Activision. It, it was later reported that Activision Blizzard was looking to sell. They were looking for a buyer, and they first approached Facebook or Metaverse or whatever. Um, Where is this coming from? I honestly didn't see this. Uh, this was. Da, 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 da. Hold on. Doing a quick thing. It was on a few different things, but um, okay, okay. And Blizzard uh, approached. Da, da, da. So there's uh, Venture Beat, Yahoo Finance. Um, PlayStationLifestyle.net. Okay. okay. Basically a bunch of different things. Uh, a bunch of places that are reported on it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so they were they were looking to sell. And I think this had a lot to do with the controversy and trying to like mm -hmm. restructure um, and all of that. I think that that is important information. Yes. Uh, the fact that they went to Facebook first. Facebook is, um, I guess, an interesting place. Uh, but basically, 
Microsoft accepted the the offer, I guess, because um, they were looking to sell. It's so it's not like Microsoft went to them, mm -hmm. uh, which does kind of change the context of things. Yeah. Uh, so I wanted to to make sure that that was stated too. Yes. Uh, but yeah. So let's 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 start unpacking this here. So for comparison's sake, recently Xbox or Microsoft rather purchased Zenimax. Uh, studios, um, which again housed and owned Bethesda Game Softworks and Bethesda Publishing, and all, you know, anything that's under that label, including Ar Arcane Studios, id Software, the list goes on. Uh, what we saw from that in that time frame, because at that same point we had games like Deathloop and Ghostwire Tokyo being in development for PlayStation as exclusives, and the question was, how's that change the exclusivity? Will they stay exclusive? And what happens with further Bethesda game titles like uh, Starfield and The Elder Scrolls VI? Will those go multi-platform? For months, you know, Phil Spencer's all about including the community, making games accessible and playable anywhere, and that was the first thing he said, like, hey, we believe in having these games on all platforms, and getting out where it needs to be. About three, four months later, it was reported that Starfield and The Elder Scrolls VI are going to be Xbox exclusives. So the big question that has been begging from this is how does this affect PlayStation? And uh, what does it look like for them to go here? So I went through... Oh, did I not save my stuff? Oh, I updated this doc and I spent like a good chunk of time on it the other day. Um, so long story short... Games, especially Call of Duty, who is actually a big question in this because of how influential Call of Duty game sales is to the industry. That game alone, if anything happens of it, regulators are expecting, and this came from, I believe, Bloomberg, and I sourced it from IGN. That game alone, if it's regulators expecting, if Microsoft has plans to make it exclusive, will get the deal shot down because of how influential it is, because it makes it seem like a monopoly at that point. Sir, so for those who need understanding, Call of Duty has continually been within the top 10 game sales, if not the number one game sold every year for at least 10 years. Call of Duty last year alone was the third highest sold game on the PlayStation Store, and not only the UK, but the US. And then below that, I believe at the, at the number seven spot was Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War, or still coming in in the top 10, and that game came out a year ago. And then below that in the UK, I believe at spot 18, was Diablo 2 Resurrected for one of the top game souls of this year. So impressive numbers, all from Activision Blizzard. That's going to put a major dent in PlayStation if this game goes exclusive. Now, I have also recently taken particip I've participated in a poll on IGN.com on their homepage. Is Does the Activision acquisition make you want an Xbox? For options are yes, no, sticking with my PC. No, sticking with Sony, or no, already have Game Pass. This is a total of 34,276 votes and counting, with no sticking with Sony still taking the lead by 35.3%. Steven, now, touching back on what the Bobby Kotick situation, uh, there was, that, the next, that was the next big question, obviously, with all the scandal and everyone calling for him to be removed uh, from his... Um, from the chair as CEO was what's his position like during this transition? At first it was reported that, you know, he was going to remain there. Then it came back like, Hey, we never said that, or is this misinterpreted that we will discuss his position further down the line. Now it's being reported that he will step down after the deal is finalized. It's hard saying. So before we get into like the meat and potatoes, how this affects PlayStation, I personally think if Bobby Kotick's not removed from that seat when this deal finalizes, Xbox is going to put a bad taste in their community, the video game community as a whole, in, the, in that mouth. Because Phil Spencer, while he wasn't as harsh as Jim Ryan with saying like, hey, no, something needs to be done, he did stand out right, and say something. It was the phrase, in, in that mouth. In that <laughs> mouth, Stephen. In that mouth. Put that on a shirt. Yeah. <laughs> he... He came out. He came out and spoke and said, "No, something's got to change. Something's got to get fixed." If Kodak's still there after that comment, that looks kind of like mm, you were saying it to save face. You're not. You wanted a good faith image. Well, so I mean, let's let's be honest here. So they first of all, they haven't made any specific um, 
comment, probably because the deal's not finalized. Mm -hmm. Uh, So there's that. But also, they uh, haven't really spoken out um, as much. And uh, like when everything was going down, I think all of the major companies put out some kind of a tweet saying that they they don't support that kind of behavior. Uh, But Mm -hmm. then when pressed specifically on this issue, uh, Microsoft put out uh, a tweet basically saying that they're not interested in engaging in that kind of um, conversation, uh, basically saying that they've all made mistakes and they just want to work on on doing better, something along those lines. Um, and I, I mean, either way, let's be realistic. Yeah. I think I don't think it's going to make that much of a difference either way. I think he will be removed after the deal goes through. I think it's more of a symbolic gesture. I think with time, uh, the industry will just forget because time and time again, uh, the industry and our audience has done a great job of making a big stink over things in the moment and then forgetting about it the next month because there's lots of pretty shiny distractions. Um, I think that's just the way that that a lot of things in society are, um, honestly. But um, regardless of what happens, he's still going to make out like a bandit. He's getting millions of dollars. Right. He's gonna um, he's gonna make his dollar one way or another, no matter how much and, of an asshole he is. Yeah. And as much as that makes me absolutely sick, there's not really much that we can do about it, uh, and it fucking sucks. If I had my way, and if I were in charge of anything. <laughs> Um, well, I I would just say I would immediately release a statement and I would immediately just drop that guy, like want nothing to do with him. Um, and you know, that's, that's me. And that's before the acquisition. (laughs) I think that Activision Blizzard, um, it would be in their best interest to, to do something like that. And I think honestly, because of all of the shit that was going down, I think that that's a contributing factor in them reaching out to sell. Yeah. I, I think this is a big factor. I don't think anyone, the, the, probably the biggest shock value of this is that you've got arguably the largest video game publisher and developer team. You know, they pump out the, again, the number one selling game every year for the last decade, if not more, is now being acquired by somebody else. One that shows the financial power that Microsoft holds. Like, I think a lot of people forget that Xbox, yeah, is a great big brand, but they're housed under an even larger brand and always have been. I think everyone forgets that. It's the same thing with PlayStation, with Sony. But I think it's pretty evident that Microsoft it's still kind trumps of apples Sony and oranges, though. Yeah, I mean, Microsoft still trumps Sony when it comes to the dollars power that they can do with things. Yeah. Um, and they're flexing it. I think Microsoft knows with what they they know what to do, right? They know when to drop things that aren't working and when to pick things up that are. They got out of the mobile space with their phones. They got out of the PC gaming space by dropping games for for Windows. They have now doubled down on OS with with Windows, and they've doubled down in video games with Xbox with all these acquisitions. Um, I think Kodak, like you said, I imagine he's going to be gone, right? I don't see a reason to keep him on board after this with Phil Spencer at the helm and too much, and all this bad press. The last thing Xbox wants to do is set themselves, you know, shoot themselves in the foot with this. Um, I also, it's, real fast, I do want to say yeah. it will be a symbolic gesture. Um, Microsoft does not have the best track record either when it comes to, uh, you know, sexual harassment or inequality in the workplace. Um, and I mean, to be fair, there have been a- a- uh, accusations on the PlayStation side of things as well. <laughs> not to mention a pedophile that was just caught on camera yeah. about a month yeah. ago. So. <laughs> and he was dropped immediately. <laughs> it was immediately. Within yes. 24 hours, boom, gone. To be, to be fair, we're talking an employee at PlayStation, not the CEO. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Who has to be not, not the guy in charge. Uh, yeah, so it's there's a lot there. Um, now, let's just get into it, Stephen. How does this affect PlayStation in the long run if this deal goes? If Microsoft goes and says, all right, it's finalized, these games are going exclusive, what's Sony's or PlayStation's next move? How do they stand tall at the end of this? So, um, first of all, I think that uh, this isn't going to affect 
anything for at least I'm I'm going to say at least two years. Okay. Uh, because they have the agreements already. The deal's not even finalized for another year. Uh, these the for example, Call of Duty games they're on three year development cycles. So these agreements are already in place, uh, mm -hmm. like contractual agreements. So unless they just get like ripped to shreds or anything, um, I think that we're at least good for two years, possibly three, at least in, in terms of Call of Duty. And I'll um, tag in with that because Call of Duty developers are already calling with this acquisition. Uh, this is, I believe I saw this on IGN as well, um, that they're asking, or at least hoping, that this gets rid of the annualized Call of Duty title and allows for a longer development cycle. So, just want to chime in with that, but continue. Um, but yeah, so, and especially with the the games that are further on in development, I don't think they're going to scrap all of that work. Also, I don't think that they're going to want to lose out on the money uh, for sales for that. Mm -hmm. uh, but also, uh, Microsoft has previously stated, I, I think this was actually a Phil Spencer quote, uh, their competition is not PlayStation. Their competition, according to Phil Spencer, is like Google, Facebook, mm -hmm. um, they're sort of larger entities. And if you yep. look at um, Google and Facebook, we can see them more as uh, sort of like platforms for... Uh, I guess media or Just content. Uh, yeah, uh, they're they're a little bit more uh, diverse. I guess, broad. Yeah, uh, larger uh, than <laughs> specifically large <laughs> and in charge, uh, Stephen. Than specifically video games. PlayStation is very much so focused on video games and tangentially related technology, content, electronics, things like that. Um, mm -hmm. But very much so video game focused. Microsoft, and we've seen this transition in the past 10 years, has been focused more on services. Um, even like if you look at Xbox One development uh, or during the Xbox One generation, or the, mm -hmm. the console, um, Microsoft kind of took a step back even from first party development. Uh, and like you could tell that the focus wasn't there. They didn't have as many exclusive titles, uh, at least from their in-house studios. And if they did, some of them were like you could tell that they weren't putting all of their eggs in that basket. Like mm -hmm. uh, something like Crackdown Three, that was like a marquee title that they released, and they shit the bed on that. Uh, and I think it's just because they were not focusing their finances and their attention in that direction. I don't think Microsoft is trying to cultivate a, a creative development environment for um, you know the the next best um, AAA game or anything like that. I think that they are buying up companies and just letting them do all of the work in that regard. Uh, mm -hmm. The only thing that I'm worried about is. Uh, Microsoft traditionally is not very good at managing multiple studios and multiple teams. They might have the money, but I don't think they have the the they don't have that culture cultivated uh, when it comes to game development. So uh, I, I'm 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 very scared for what this means for literally all of the studios that they've acquired, all of the developers, and all of the teams. And I think that consolidation and just buying up all of these different people um, and studios is bad for the industry. I think it's bad for creativity um, and it, it's bad for game diversity. And uh, that's a big reason why I'm against the whole thing going on with Tencent. And I brought this up in the past, um, you know, the whole Chinese yeah. government involvement aside, um, I think consolidation is bad. Um, and I, I'm worried about the same thing with Microsoft, honestly. Um, as far as how this affects PlayStation, I know that the poll that you interacted with on IGN is just an IGN poll. It was just right. like a couple hundred thousand people. Um, but you saw it yourself. No, this doesn't make me want an Xbox. I'm sticking with PlayStation. That was the number one result on there. I think the mm -hmm. PlayStation is interesting because there's 
a shit ton of bl- brand loyalty, bland loyalty. Uh, <laughs> that too. <laughs> there's a shit ton of brand loyalty. And if people want a specific kind of gaming experience, they go to PlayStation. And I don't think that's going to change. I don't think Microsoft is going to um, be extremely competitive in that environment either. Mm-hmm. Um, and even if in, let's say, in four or five years, uh, Call of Duty is exclusive to Xbox platforms or Game Pass uh, platforms, um, PlayStation is now, we know that they're working on a large-scale um, multiplayer game with their arguably their, their largest, most important studio, Naughty Dog. Um, we know that that's happening. Uh, so I, I think that they're going to be pushing more genres than just the, the typical, you know, third person narrative based action game that PlayStation is sort of known for. Um, so I think that they're, they're expanding in that direction. Um, but they're doing it, I think, strategically with teams that they either have a history of working with or teams that have very specific skill sets that can, uh, work in conjunction with their pre-existing teams. Um, so so there's that. Uh, I, I think PlayStation is going to be fine, uh, honestly. I am mm-hmm. mostly worried about whether or not these developers, whether or not these studios... Um, are going to be able to continue doing the things that they're doing. Uh, I I mean, I'm personally not too invested in Activision Blizzard myself. Um, my my favorite titles from them have been remasters, and uh, <laughs> that's, that's it. And I can kind of take <laughs> the leave those, to be honest. Yeah. Um, I don't I don't think this is as much of a blow to PlayStation as people are spinning it to be as much mm-hmm. as um it could potentially be a blow to gamers honestly um however i think that this is kind of setting the stage to where playstation is going to have to respond uh yeah and again we in the last episode we talked about spartacus and mm-hmm. uh playstation's response to game pass I think that they really need to they need to hit it out of the park. Like it needs to be this amazing thing that steals the thunder because if it's not, it's going to look really fucking bad. Yep. yep. Like really bad. And that's going to be the thing that everyone's talking about. They're going to be talking about how Microsoft has Game Pass, now they have Activision Blizzard and PlayStation fuck themselves over by announcing some shitty god awful service. <laughs> Um, like that's going to be the narrative and it's going to suck already. The narrative for next gen has been very pro Xbox, despite PlayStation still, I don't, I don't want to use the word winning, but, um, dominating in sales, um, and, uh, kind of dominating in the, the business side of things, I guess. Um, a lot of the, the conversation has been skewing in, in Xbox's favor. Um, my big question is, is there a future in which Game Pass shows up on a PlayStation console? So this is where I, I'll give my two cents on the whole thing, Steven. So mm-hmm. I, I agree with you on quite a few things there. I don't think, um, is there an echo? Do you hear that? I'm not hearing an echo. Okay, then it's just me. Don't worry about it. Um, I don't think Call of Duty will go exclusive. I think it's too big. I think Microsoft and Xbox will stifle themselves by taking a game that large that sells copies on top of copies of copies and then limiting as to where it's available. I also think Xbox realizes that. Phil Spencer has said that his goal with Xbox is to make their games accessible and playable on as many different platforms as possible. Uh, We've seen that. I mean, if you could really fast look up what game sales were for MLB The Show 21 on Xbox One and Xbox or on Xbox platforms compared to PlayStation. That's uh, what it, you might see a difference. It sold more on PlayStation. I just recently 
Um, home, what's the okay. year? 2021? It was 21. So okay. that's where I'm looking it's, it up. that's the thing. So I don't, if what I expect is that label, we will start seeing more games with the Xbox Game Studios opener on PlayStation consoles. I think we'll start seeing that more often. And I think because of that name alone, much like MLB The Show, granted, bit of a different situation since it's an in-house PlayStation game and has been for some time. I think we will see that brand, that branding on, if you put an Xbox logo or Xbox Game Studios logo on Call of Duty, that switches the conversation. I think you'll start seeing the sales numbers shift to where it may have been more Call of Duty games recently, especially after the multiple partnerships PlayStation has had with Activision on Call of Duty with exclusive content, or at least early access to exclusive content. Mm -hmm. First, we're going to see a drastic shift in that. That's going to be Xbox because of the branding alone. But that's it. That's the most we'll shift we'll see. Um, I think PlayStation, a, a big thing similar to what you said, I think we've got two different titans with PlayStation and Xbox and how they go about things. Xbox is going to have the most solid first-person shooter library on any console ever after this acquisition, period. No one can argue that. And then you've got PlayStation. Now, here's the difference. Xbox has, again, made it a goal to get their content on as many platforms and make it accessible as, as possible between Game Pass, xCloud, uh, Game Pass for PC, and partnering and giving some of their exclusive titles to platforms like the Nintendo Switch with games like Ori and the Blind Forest, Ori with the Wisp, so on and so forth. Um, I think we will... Sorry, if I squint a lot. I have contacts in. I, did, I am remembering why I stopped wearing them for two years. Um, it's on the audio cut out again. Okay. I was just talking about my contacts. So, oh, and why okay. I'm squinting so much. Uh, so <laughs> what we'll see is you're going to, or is Xbox doing all that? PlayStation won't be affected as much like we've seen in the poll. And like you've said, simply because PlayStation has always is done well, not because of how many games are out there, but how much they double down in their exclusives and the kind of games they put out. Whereas PlayStation may not have as, as a number, a massive number of exclusives pumping out on an annual basis compared to Xbox with this new thing, like that's statistically just going to be a thing. Xbox is going to have more exclusives launching, or at least more published titles launching, just because of how many studios are under their umbrella. It is, and it's fine. PlayStation will put out more polished, fewer games, and those games carry weight. Because PlayStation has set up a reputation of where their exclusives, no matter what they are on a, whatever dollar amount scale they're funded, are a high level and have been doing so for years now. That's where we'll see the difference. We'll see a lot of Xbox games out there, but you'll see a varied range of quality. Whereas PlayStation, you'll see fewer games come out and throw it out. So it's going to be a, a, a battle of content versus the quality there. Uh, a quantity versus quantity type of conversation there. PlayStation, again, like I agree with you there, has to get Spartacus right. That is, if it is what we think it is and what we've heard rumors and rumors of it being, they've got to get it right. And they've got to get it right with the pricing. Pricing will be key. The biggest yeah. shot in the foot with PlayStation now, cloud gaming's out there and it's working. Xbox is doing it, period. The conversation is done. It, it can work. It can be done. And it is being done. It just doesn't work on the Switch. It doesn't work on the Switch. Rest in peace, Kingdom Hearts 3. And everything else cloud-based. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> um, but PlayStation, after purchasing Gaikai, has fumbled that opportunity continually. They need to get the pricing. Well, to be fair, well, though, I think that... Yeah, okay, okay. They get the price. I think they've probably polished it now, but the problem because I think PlayStation Now works, and I think the quality is there. But the pricing structure and how PlayStation Now works is so muddled and so confusing, and has been for so long. Even when they revamped it and fixed it, it still didn't take off because it's too little, too late. This rebranding of it with whatever Spartacus ends up being called or ends up being needs to be clear and simple. It needs to have straightforward pricing, um, and it needs to happen soon. They can't 
dilly dally on this. If this is something that they want to do now, knowing what Xbox has under their hood now, they've got to get it out. It needs to be out by the end of 2022. Period. If they don't get it out by then, they will forfeit 2023 when it comes to at least a dollar sales conversation. Period. Um, I said last week that I don't think Game Pass is a system seller. I don't. I think that's there's a lot of factors in that, but I mean, I can't think of a time, even when Game Pass first launched, it was never a thing where I, and we were working at GameStop at the time. I can't tell you how often I probably should have told my people buying an Xbox to sign up for Game Pass. And I still think that's something you'll see in retailers now. I think the only people advertising Game Pass are the people who make Game Pass. I think that is where, but now I wouldn't, I'm not afraid to say I'll eat my words on that with this happening. If Call of Duty for any reason stays annualized and it and it's on Game Pass after this acquisition, that's killer. Period. If Overwatch and Overwatch 2 end up on Game Pass. That is killer. Right there. That is a killer fucking move. Period. If Xbox gives, and it kind of goes back on what you said about how you're afraid that these games, this is where I slightly disagreed with you, these games that Xbox has get fumbled in the mix because they're just left to do whatever they want. I think, you're right, I think PlayStation's a bit more hands-on with their studios, but the biggest contributing factor to these games is the money being given to them. So I think, especially if we look back in the, the amount of games that have come out from Xbox Game Studios under the acquisitions, those games have been more polished than previous, I should say, games that aren't from the coalition, uh, like Years of War or 343 Studios or Xbox Game Studios. Those games under that umbrella usually kind of rough under the edges. I think with Xbox owning them, letting them like, hey, you guys know what you need to do. You guys know what you're good at. Do it. Now you have a, you have a, I don't want to say uncapped well, because I'm sure there's a dollar amount they can't go over, but they've got more funding behind them than they've ever had. So you'll see these, these studios possibly put out more polished games than they've had in the past. Um, we've seen yeah, it on the evident. I think that's Psychonauts the thing. Too. That's the thing that I'm a little bit afraid of though, is, it, like I, I don't think it's a money thing. I think it's a management thing, and I think that uh, with Psychonauts two, mm-hmm. uh, they had a good director. They had a good project manager. You know, mm-hmm. they had a good producer. Yeah. Um, already, like Double Fine already had those things. Mm-hmm. I don't think Microsoft had that much of an influence on Psychonauts two. At all, really. That's true. And um, that's what I'm thinking is going to happen with these other games, though. I think they'll Microsoft won't have much influence in the games being made. It is very much, here are the resources you... You tell us what I, you need. I think in the short term, I think in the short term, Microsoft is not going to have much influence. But then immediately after all of these projects that were already lined up and already in development, once they're mm-hmm. done, I don't, I, I don't have confidence in Microsoft's ability to manage these teams. I don't have my confidence in Microsoft's ability to create um, compelling content. At least, this is coming from my perspective. Um, mm-hmm. I think that every time that they have taken more control over something, um, they have fucked it up. I mean, Crackdown comes to mind. Uh, pretty much every Halo thing in between uh, Halo 2 and Halo Infinite. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Um, like, I, I think I, that's a that's a rough thing to say. I wouldn't say that about Halo. They couldn't Especially get the, the Master Chief collection right. Like that okay, was so let's abysmal. Let's, but I mean, let's like I don't. We don't need to get into specifics on the specific games because the the conversation is really just the. I mean, I I don't want to get into the weeds on yeah, okay. um, specific things really. Uh, but basically, I I think that. And maybe this is a sign that Microsoft is learning uh, that they should stay out of development and instead just focus on the platform, focus on the services, um, and focus on getting eyeballs and fingers on games, I guess. 
Um, I, did, I don't like the fingers thing. Neither did I. Why'd you say it? Basically, getting an audience to games first and foremost, um, mm-hmm. and then letting people do their own thing. Um, but I, I don't know. I think history tells us another story. You know, um, I mean, things like Scalebound come to mind. Um, th- like there's, there are, there's a history of them just like fucking up <laughs> developers <laughs> and fucking up their projects and fucking up their studios. And um, every time, at least that I can think of, in which a shit ton of studios have been bought, um, it at large amounts in a relatively short amount of time, uh, it has not been good for the consumer. So I'm going to play devil's advocate here. We've also seen that with PlayStation. I think Xbox... Not to this You're scale. right. If, if we're looking to history, and I think, well, it's not to this scale because they don't have the money to be at this scale. Hold on, are we talking about acquisitions or messing up studios? Just both. for clarification. Both in, in this sense. Uh, I think that what I said applies to both in all honesty. I mean, again, we see the number of... We see the dollars that Microsoft has compared to Sony. So. I think that... I think that the the difference though is Microsoft is buying up things that they they have they don't even have necessarily a, that much of a history with, but PlayStation is only acquiring studios that they have worked intimately with for the most part. I mean, Housemark was essentially a PlayStation first party studio. Well, so um, again, I'll, let me let me get to this here. So let's think about okay. that. So playing off of what you said, we talked about you mentioned that Xbox has fumbled historically with game development. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about every Bethesda game and how pivotal Call of Duty was and how influential Xbox was in the early days of the 360 and continued to be until the PS4. PlayStation historically with the PS3 and how that developed was asked for developers that weren't under their umbrella, period. That is a fact. No one can argue that. It was butthole. Yeah, that's why we saw under their umbrella, so they weren't responsible. But even then, so that that's fine. Xbox, they're not responsible, but then they took the responsibility to make its console in the next generation easy for developers to make on. That is a thing they've said. Yeah, yeah. So that's the responsibility thing. They are responsible for that. Maybe not as much as the developers to find a way around it, but they're responsible for making something out there for developers to make on. Xbox did that. I think now. I think that's a sign, though, of them. Learning, but it, yeah, and that's the same thing with Xbox. Now, granted, Xbox historically, fact, fucked up early on and continued through the middle of the release of the Xbox One. Fact that it's there. It is what it is. We saw games like Crackdown fail. We saw Scalebound not even make make its way out the gate. But since then, it's we've seen them in hell. Even Halo Five fumbled. But it became better. And the thing is with Halo, while it fumbled, it fumbled in the aspect it took away a feature that was pivotal to Halo, and that was the split-screen multiplayer. It still had one of the strongest concurrent player bases in a first-person shooter and continued to until Halo Infinite launched, which was met with critical appraise and probably would have swept the Game Awards in numerous categories if it had been released by a cutoff time. Period. That's why it won so many fan voted awards when it was eligible because it wasn't available to win anything else because it missed the cutoff for the judges, period. Mm-hmm. We've seen games like Forza. Forza Motorsport and Forza Horizon continue to take awards and be breathtaking every year. Can't argue that. Xbox has learned. Yes, have they historically fucked up a lot? Oh, yeah. But we can't argue that they haven't improved, especially in the last five years. I'm not saying that they haven't improved but i i don't think so microsoft i think has less excuses i mean you said earlier that um the scale is different because sony doesn't have as many financial resources as mm-hmm. microsoft does um and yeah they're not responsible for as many studios especially not now um i mean they were actually responsible for more in the past um than microsoft was when it comes to first party, but um, with Microsoft, 
they mismanaged across the board, even with their most important IP. They they didn't they didn't cultivate the kind of um, environment for these developers to succeed with their projects. Uh, you mentioned, you know, Forza and Halo, um, and I would throw Gears of War in there as well. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. That's like it for all of the Xbox One lifecycle. Like those are those were like the three pillars that were carrying the entire team, um, and like that's it. And they had mm-hmm. more resources than PlayStation did. Uh, they had going into the Xbox One. They had um, arguably a more uh, a, a bigger fan base, a, a bigger audience. They were coming out of a success. Um, oh yeah. The PlayStation ended up outselling the PS3. Ended up selling outselling the 360. But it was a brutal <laughs> crawl um, yeah. to get to that point. Uh, whereas Microsoft came out the gate swinging with the 360, and they just kind of kept doing that. Uh, when they had all of that momentum, and then they floundered it so horribly, I think that that kind of shows how, when they're given more uh, responsibility and given a little bit more leeway with uh, like freedom to to make their own decisions, I don't I don't necessarily think that they're going to make the best consumer decisions, and I I'm, I'm standing by that. I think if we're talking transition from generation to consoles, though. That same argument can be made from the PS2 to the PS3 early out in the gate. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's true. That's true. Um, Um, And I also think that when a developer, when a when a in a highly competitive industry, uh, when a business mm -hmm. gets their teeth kicked in, um, they have a tendency to come back swinging. And I think that that is happening right now with Microsoft, most definitely. Microsoft is now in the position that PlayStation was in. Um, right before the PS4 launched, or like you know, around PS4 launch, uh, where they were coming out of a kind of shitty situation, and um, they're responding to it, and they're pulling out the big guns because they need to. Um, however, that's what's interesting about this is Microsoft doesn't need to, <laughs> uh, <laughs> because it's one of those situations where it's too big to fail, really. Um, whereas with PlayStation. PlayStation as a brand was carrying Sony for a hot second. Like the PS3, um, like not just PlayStation as a brand, but Sony as a brand was kind of teetering, especially during early PS3. Um, And so the difference for, you know, survivability or like how, how critical the situation is for the businesses. um, Again, they're so, they're so different. And it has a lot to do with that financial risk as well. Uh, Mm -hmm. But with that being said, after all of this, uh, I mean, the big part of the conversation is how does this affect PlayStation? Um, I'm hoping that this starts a fire under PlayStation's ass. And that's what I'm most excited about. Like competition like this, whenever Mm -hmm. they start pulling out the big guns, Nintendo can just fuck off on the side. Um, (laughs) (laughs) That's two weeks you've taken a dig at Nintendo. Like, a, a very harsh and specific dig. It's just not but, the same conversation. It, it's just not. It, especially right now. They're they're playing their own game, you know? PlayStation, Microsoft, they're in the stadium They also right play now. nice with Xbox, so... They're, yeah, but PlayStation <laughs> and Microsoft are in the Coliseum. Nintendo is over on the playground. They're on the swings. Teeter-totter. And then every now and then, Microsoft just like, oh, take Cuphead, like, a few months earlier. They're like, oh, you can you can have banjo, I guess. That I'm that's just how Sad. it is. I'm sorry. That's just what it Savage. that's what it is. Right now, Animalistic, Steven. Right Barbaric now, Microsoft and PlayStation, they're in the Coliseum. Boy, boy, but, boy, boy, um, boy. But no, that I'm most excited though, uh, about how how this keeps going. You know, how how is PlayStation going to respond? Is Microsoft going to uh, play nice? Are they going to do the big evil corporation thing and just buy up everyone until they get sued? Uh, like, <laughs> what's going to happen? I, I think the biggest <laughs> thing I'm I'm worried about, or not worried about, I should say, is I'm curious to see how this turns out. Again, I brought the comparison of where 
it was like, yeah, 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 we'll, we'll, we're going to put our games out on multiple things. Don't worry. After they bought Bethesda, it was in a max. And again, three or four months later, Starfield next and Elder Scrolls exclusive. Mm-hmm. I, I, I don't, I, again, I expect Call of Duty and all these other games for the most part, at least the bigger ones, to stay multi-platform just with that Xbox branding on it. But at the same time, I wouldn't be surprised if they said, oh no, we're, we're, we're going exclusive because it's happened already. Yeah. This will just take a longer time because these are not singular installments. These are ongoing franchises. Call of Duty Warzone still exists on PlayStation and they're not gonna just delist that right away. If they do, which I, again, I don't think they will, it'll be years from now when they start pulling that shit off. Well, look at what happened with Minecraft, though. Uh, like, Minecraft is still on all of the systems, and that's, mm-hmm. that's uh, what is it, Mojang? I, I don't know how to pronounce Mojang. it. Mojang. Uh, they're owned by Microsoft now. Another mm-hmm. fucking buyout. Um, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> the writing was on the wall, I guess. Um, but anyways, uh, that's still getting, like, updates and stuff on on consoles, even PlayStation yeah. consoles and things like that. So it, it could really go in either direction. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. However, uh, I, I think you're right in the sense that whenever a big company makes a promise to us, uh, we should always take it with a grain of salt. Always, always, always um, on either end, whether it's Microsoft or PlayStation, uh, we shouldn't inherently trust them. We shouldn't inherently assume that they have our best interest in heart because at the end of the day, they're a business, they're publicly traded, uh, their loyalty is to shareholders and to profits, and they're going to go where the money is. And that's why these moments, this moment that we're in right now, this historical moment, is exciting because the only way it can work out is in the favor of the consumer. Like it's it's very strange, but when the shit gets real, mm-hmm. now PlayStation is going to do whatever the fuck they can to get us excited. To make yeah. us care, I, so we now have the upper hand as consumers, which is I, always fucking cool. I expect a big state of play to happen in the next two months. So I'm thinking by the end of March we will have a big state of play, and and I mean big. I think we will have puppeteer two. big announcements, <laughs> big announcements. That's five <laughs> times, Stephen. I'm about to beat that ass. Sorry, um, big announcements. Jumping Flash in VR. Fucker, Jesus. I still think that'd be fucking amazing. No, no one's asking for that, Steve. I am. I'm asking for that. No one. Anyway. Do you remember when you said nobody's asking for Parappa the Rapper? Nobody's asking for Locoroco? Nobody's asking for Wipeout? And in the same day, they announced all of Panapon? They announced all of it. I cried. There's video evidence. <laughs> Such a bitch. Any hooser, I, I think I think PlayStation is going to come out the gate swinging. They know this is a blow to them, but they also know where their strengths are. I honestly think if we get a big impactful thing from this, it's like I said earlier. Xbox has the strongest FPS library out there now, like period, under their umbrella. PlayStation hasn't had that in a while. They've kind of just banked on Call of Duty and Destiny before it, um, with again partnership with Activision. Um, I imagine we might see a, a big, strong first-party FPS uh, come from pl- a PlayStation Studio. I, I think we'll see that happen. Maybe not this year. Maybe next year. But I think that'll be in response because they're going to want to cover all, you know, their genres. They have a hand, or at least a foothold, in multiple genres of video games out there, from action adventure to platform to music rhythm to racing. They've got some kind of a tentpole there. Maybe not big temples, but there's a game you sen- with that genre that you synonymize with a PlayStation title. And right now, they just don't have that. The last one was maybe Killzone, and Gorilla's busy with Horizon. Um, Insomniac, as far as we're aware, is not doing anything with the Resistance um, franchise. So They've been teasing the hell out of it, though. They've been teasing, teasing the hell out of it. As in, like they've been posting Instagram shots talking about it, but they do the same thing with all of their games. So it's a lot of people thought that last year, like, oh, Resistance is coming, and then, like, nothing. They said the same thing the year before that. Still nothing. I'm not saying it's not coming, but I'm not saying, like, they're teasing it. I think they're just reminiscing, and it's just happenstance. 
Um, I honestly, would, I, I think you're right, though, in the sense that PlayStation needs to have a, a big standout first party multiplayer game. Um, and I'm not talking Destruction All Stars. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> I don't think anyone's going to fight you on that one. I, I think that. So I have, I have, I have four predictions. I guess. Okay. When it comes to what we're going to see multiplayer, um, mm-hmm. and I mean, it's not really a pre- one of them's not a prediction. Uh, <laughs> Last of Us factions. I okay. think, I think it was going to come out earlier. But I think they decided that they wanted to make it a bigger thing. I think that PlayStation was like, hey, we actually we need this to be a really fucking big thing. And I think they're going to go. This is this is where we go into prediction territory. I think they're going to go balls to the wall. I think they're going to make it some like big, like almost Fortnite esque, uh, like mm-hmm. a living world that changes and evolves. Um, that kind of thing. I think that we're going to see that with factions. Um, I think that Resistance is going to make a return. Maybe it'll start with like a remastered trilogy or something. Um, but I think Resistance is going to make a return, and they're going to see how much interest there is in that, and then maybe develop that further. Um, they also have SOCOM. SOCOM hasn't mm-hmm. been touched in a long time. It's real. But that still has a, a, like a hardcore kind of resonance to it. Uh, mm-hmm. And I think that that could be something that that we could see in the future that could be pretty successful. Uh, I mean, when it comes to you know a good old fashioned military romp, uh, <laughs> but uh, I don't know if you could call that a romp. Oh, it's a romp. Uh, <laughs> it's very rompous. Uh, <laughs> You're fired. Um, but then also, hold on, that was. So factions, resistance, SOCOM. There's another. Oh, Twisted Metal. Um, we have the Twisted Metal uh, series that mm-hmm. that has been confirmed. Um, it's been essentially confirmed that a Twisted Metal game is going to accompany this as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, the only thing is, uh, what's up in the air is whether or not it's going to be like narrative focused and tie in with the show, or if it's going to be you know, a, a good old fashioned twisted metal experience. Um, but I mean, that could also be a thing that they're kind of leaning into as being like a flagship multiplayer experience. Um, I'm, I'm not as confident in that one, uh, but <laughs> <laughs> not going to lie. It's sort of an order of confidence for me. Uh, okay. So okay. twisted metal is least confident. I think that factions is going to be, uh, it, it's going to be something to write home about. Uh, and I mean, me personally, I would shit myself if Resistance came back. Uh, I love Resistance. Uh, I wouldn't actually shit myself. Uh, just, <laughs> just as a little uh, side note, asterisk there. Yeah. One had a question like, "Will Steven actually shit himself?" The answer is no. Uh, yeah, no, <laughs> correct. <laughs> the answer. <laughs> Damn oh it. no. Um, but yeah, so I think it's up in the air, ladies and gents. He may shit himself. <laughs> we don't know. Uh, but I mean, even just working with pre-existing IP, that's not to say mm-hmm. that they're not going to pull out some some kind of new thing. Uh, which I mean, PlayStation has given us a lot of really cool new IP. Yeah, uh, in the past handful of years as well. So I don't know. I I I don't think that. I don't think PlayStation's going to hurt necessarily. I think that this it may be in the short term, uh, but I think that this is going to do nothing but strengthen the brand and they're going to lean further into their strengths as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I know I said this before, but I'm going to say it again. You went on the poll, you saw there's still a lot of loyalty with PlayStation. And I think when people are looking for a very specific kind of quality experience, and when they want that that technological benchmark title when it comes to video games, uh, you can't have that conversation without talking about PlayStation. You just can't. Uh, Microsoft can't even have that conversation without talking about Naughty Dog, for example. Uh, it was mm-hmm. leaked that uh, developers in Microsoft working first-party studios were examining, they were like doing an analysis on The Last of Us Part Two, 
because they had never seen anything like it. Like it was doing things that were that next level. And they were like, mm-hmm. they literally had as a little note uh, sent out to everybody. It specifically said the last of us part two is the new benchmark. We need to do things that are this good. I think, I think PlayStation will be fine. I think so too. Steven, we impact a lot this week. Uh, I'm sure there'll be more fallout from this in the weeks to come, but ladies and gentlemen, if you are interested in following along with us, by all means, please join us next week on Dual Senses, a PlayStation podcast where we give you our two cents on all things PlayStation. Again, make your way over to www.mtfproductions.com forward slash donate to contribute to the show to help us grow and bring you more quality content than we already have and keep us from going on break so much. Until next time, we'll see you next Friday. See ya. Love, love, love. <laughs>